Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. Welcome back, folks. It's episode 90 of It's About Payroll. And we have a really special guest today, David Turetsky, HR Data Labs, and newly appointed CHRO of Salary.com as we talk about pay transparency. And before that, like always, my fearless partner, Walt, how you doing today, sir? Man, I'm good. It's good to connect with, again, with David. We were a guest on his show originally, yep. and, and then he decided to come over here. We're excited to have him as a, a guest. Again, congratulations to you, David, on your recent promotion. And I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which is pay transparency. Welcome Thank to you the very show, much. David. Thank you both. I, I'm very proud of both of you for how Thank It's you. About Peril has gone, and can't wait to be on your show. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, we we were just talking before we start recording how long we know each other. David and I came across during work, just doing work stuff yep. in payroll world. And one thing led to another and I discovered him and he he mentored us. And it was just an amazing ride it's been for us. And to, to be able to have David on the show right now is truly an honor for us. Thank you. So thank you. Yeah, we'll jump right in, David. So we're talking about pay transparency. Can you tell us what that is and what that really means to payroll? This episode is presented by TimeTrack Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, TimeTrack Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. TimeTrack Go will not only save you time and money each week, but the easy-to-understand user interface and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's www.time. T-R-A-K go.com or you can call 888-321-9922 that's 888-321-9922 let's go sure so let me give you where pay transparency has been to tell you where it is now mm. so back in the early 90s i was that guy in the HR world and compensation who used to say to people, if you talk about pay, if you talk about your pay between each other, water cooler talk, then mm -hmm. that's grounds for firing. Yes. Now that's the early nineties. Right. And that was, it was a scary time because people still were in the dark about what each other were getting paid. Yeah. There was that talk and people talked and people got upset about it and people were really jealous about what each other were making. Well, there was a reason for that, and that they lacked the information to understand how much this job actually should get paid and why. And so that led to where we are today with these ginormous pay gaps between people of color and, and to be honest, white people and males and females, and it's bad. The pay gaps are awful. And so pay transparency is a way for us to be able to get a level playing field with understanding how and why and what 
pay will be for a job before you actually even in a, apply for the job. Where pay transparency is today is states are regulating or mandating that when a company has a, a job that they're looking for candidates on when they're posting a job, that they put in what the starting rates are for this role. Now, mm -hmm. it's not just anything. You can't just pay, say 60000 to $360,000 for a job. <laughs> you got to be accurate. You have to be on target for what you expect to pay this role. It can't be really wide. It's got to be narrow to the extent at which you can have some variations in experience or in education or whatever, but you still can't pay dramatically differently between two different people. Some of the regulations that exist around transparency provide for people who are currently in jobs to ask questions about how did you come up with the pay for my role? So for example, California, an employee can ask, where did you come up with this from? And give me more information. Whereas others are basically just saying that when you post a role, you need to have that relevant range around the job. This is still a state-by-state state basis, but what the intention is to take those people who have been traditionally underpaid and provide them with the right information as an employee or as a candidate, and at least have them understand from a level playing field perspective, what could I expect if I apply for that job? Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Now, I'm, I got to ask about something because you said, you, you said something that me and Walt debate about the show all the time right that water cooler conversation versus mm -hmm. the posting of a job range those are two very different things do you feel like pay transparency is it, people are, are 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 allowed now to talk about their pay yep. but yep. but do you recommend that do you, do you do you encourage that water cooler talk is okay now Here's the thing. We're all emotional people, right? We all get jealous. We get angry. But the law says you can. The law actually says to companies you can't fire people. The law is doing that. For doing that, yeah. Okay. Whether or not it's a good idea, Brian, is a different story. So every time we talk about pay, it needs to come across in a very unemotional way. Pay is a very emotional topic. The three of us started talking and we all, and Walt and I found out that Brian's getting paid double what we are. And we do exactly the same thing. Walt and I are going to be pissed. Ooh, yeah. Walt, we're going to yeah. say, how is it that Brian got that? Brian's relatively new in his job. Brian just, just graduated college or just graduated high school. And you know what? Tell me the reasons why. We're going to get mad. That's not the place where this is intended to address. What this is intended to address is that the three of us talk to our boss or talk to HR from an emotionless perspective, and we find out why it happened. Now, that means that companies, and this is the second part of what I want to discuss is companies need to react by being able to educate employees and managers on what does all this stuff mean and yes. why does it happen. Now, to the point where we decide, we discover that Brian gets paid double, what Walt and I can do is go to HR and say, hey, I know that Brian just got hired and Brian's getting paid double than us. I, the market must have shifted. What are you going to do for Walt and I? Mm -hmm. And the correct answer is, well, we're working on a plan to get you guys market adjustments to get to where the market is today. Because the worst thing that could happen is 
Brian gets in, he's double us. And then Walt says, I heard Brian gets paid double. I'm leaving. Yep. That's one of the things that is the downside of this. But what will happen is companies are going to start to do their own research. They're going to create rules. They're going to educate the workforce and managers and be able to provide those mechanisms necessary for Walt and I to get paid more over time to get us to where Brian is. Or they might say, hey, listen, Brian's the rock star. And he is. Brian's the rock star of this world. And he gets paid double because we can't find anybody who's like him. And by the way, you guys are going to discover Walt and David. You're going to discover if you after working with him, that he's going to help you get better. And he's going to rise the level of this department. There are things, there are reasons why people get paid more. There are reasons why transparency makes this a more mature discussion. But in the interim, if companies don't do their work of being able to train people and have them understand why do those gaps exist, why are we paying differently, then they're going to have a lot of turnover on their hands and they're going to have a lot of expense that's unnecessary. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a perfect sense, especially with the company's portion of it. Yeah. And and one of the things that I think is interesting about this is the data is out there. You can't hide from it. People can go to Glassdoor, people can go to salary.com, people can go to other areas of the internet and find out how much people are getting paid for these roles. So we live in the internet age. We live in a world where you can't hide this stuff anymore. And to be on the other side of it and to be proactive about it and to be honest and open and transparent, that's where we've got to go because those pay gaps that exist have got to get broken. We've got to stop paying women of color differently than men just because. And I was thinking about this before I came on. I'm like, well, it's not just the posting that's the problem. It's sometimes when we're in the hiring process, people have that unconscious bias about, well, this job requires a lot of overtime and maybe that woman's got a few kids and maybe they're the primary caretaker. So They won't be able to be to work in that overtime. That's wrong. From a transparency perspective, if we tell you it's got this number of hours and we tell you it's got this overtime, we have to make sure the person makes this decision. I can do that overtime. I can spend the time not making the the company say, oh, well, I'm going to guess because that's exactly why these gaps exist. It's because people make assumptions or companies make assumptions they shouldn't make. And that's what sets this pay gap up to to actually happen wow so yeah go ahead bro yeah no just perfect segue to the last piece of this and is how do companies make sure they're compliant well so the first thing is i'm not a lawyer and the law is really important and the letter of the law is important especially if you're operating in california there are some significant rules that you need to follow even colorado just implemented some really interesting and significant rules around pay transparency. And Illinois has really gone very far in trying to to create the right environment from a legal perspective, from a regulatory perspective, where pay equity and pay transparency are linked together. And so the first thing that you need to do is talk to your legal counsel and find out what it is that's there from a legal perspective. And where you're operating, where not you may not be operating, but you may be hiring people. So if a company is in Delaware, but they actually have employees or they have candidates who are in California, 
they still need to satisfy the regulations in California for those California employees or those California candidates. You can't hide yourself by saying, oh, I'm Delaware. I, I don't have to deal with that. Um, you do. And what my suggestion is try and choose what I like to call the lowest common denominator. If you're operating in lots of different areas and you're operating in a state which is really rigorous about their legislation and their regulations around pay transparency, operate as if you were only operating in that one state that has the most most stringent. Exactly. The most stringent regulations, because in that case, you're not going to get in trouble with the other states. They don't care. Um, but what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself up where you're not going to say, oh, my gosh, well, I, I didn't do this for California. But you did. You're OK. You're good because you've satisfied all the regulations for California. I'm not trying to pick on California, by the way. I think what they've done is great. Yeah. But pick the state that's the got the I don't want to say the worst, but the most stringent to your point, the most stringent and do that. Then the next thing is figure out how you're going to implement this from a transactional perspective from a posting jobs perspective, from a education of your managers and employees perspective, tell them why you're doing this. Because to the point you made before, and we were talking about, if you have people who don't understand and they see the information that you're posting and they say, well, that's more than I'm getting. If they're educated, then they'll know, yeah, I'll take care of you. We're gonna get there when we go do our merits and we do a market adjustment then you're going to get an adjustment based on the movement in the market and how we're posting that range. Also advocate for yourself, yes. do the education, understand what the posting is online, make sure that your skills match the skills in the posting. And then basically say, Hey, listen, you posted that job. I do that job. Those skills are my skills. In fact, I'm, I'm even more than that. I'm doing the job today and I do it in an exemplary way. Yeah. I can't talk this morning. <laughs> so, why am I not at that level? Be that advocate for yourself and actually put it out there. You're not going to get fired for that. In fact, one of the regulations around transparency is employees can ask and can talk about their pay and not worry about the reprisal on it. Now, again, it, it depends on the state, but you need to make sure that you and your manager and your HR team can talk about this and have the constructive conversation in an unemotional way. And, and I got to emphasize that. Don't come at this and get be angry. Don't come at this and be mad or sad. Come at this factually. Do, do all your homework. Have all your numbers. Have all of your performance evaluations. They're going to as well. And be able to come at this in a business case. Here's yes. why I think I deserve what you're posting online. Yep. Yeah, you said it. That's something that Brian has always articulated to me ever since I've known him and I work with him. He's always said you need to make sure you have a bulletproof business case when you're presenting something, anything, let alone your pay. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, great stuff, David. Did you have any other questions, Brian? Yeah, no, well, I don't know about question, but I did want to say this. It hits, it that hit a nerve for me because, like you were saying, well, we would we talk about this all the time. And I missed out one year on a performance review on my what my bonus would have been that year because I wasn't prepared to talk about salary. Like I wasn't prepared to talk about what I did for myself that year. And we joke around. It was like, my boss was like, you had a good year. You didn't have a great year. And I lost out because I couldn't, I had just implemented performance evaluations in ADP that year. So I was like, 
is a Herculean task. I, I just did by myself for yeah. 3000 employee. I was like, how in the world? <laughs> how? What? Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, and, it, and, and I just chalked it up. I just wasn't prepared. So I advocate for that for all the time. Like we have to keep that running list of why we're good, advocate for ourselves. You know, those little feathers in your cap, you actually need to tick and tie and document them. So you can have these conversations with your boss on the spot. And or if now with pay transparency, this is you'll see these type of things and you'll be able to go and have the conversation. I also struggle with this as a payroll person, as a HR, as an HRIS person that protects data, right? We are the guardians of this employee data. Right. That's where I have a problem with pay transparency because well, as a as from that transactional side, not there are no two exact employees and how their net is worked out and what those calculations Every scenario look is like. Different. Every scenario is different. So I struggle with you can talk about pay. Okay, you may be able to do it for this, but please be careful. Now I have to restructure how I'm advising folks. Yeah, we can talk about pay, but the calculations and the net and those nitty gritty yeah. details is where that the devil's in the details. And that is where you don't, it's, it can be apples and oranges. And then David, that's where I struggle. I think it goes back to what David was saying about the education piece. And I think that could be emphasized by the employer and, and let them know off rip, hey, everybody's end result, the net pay is going to be different, potentially right. different based on their scenario. Now, I feel the part that they can talk about is the base gross salary, right? I think they can talk about that if they, we do the same job and we have the same right. experience, similar experience. We should be able to talk about, hey, I make 45000 you make 45000 we should be able to talk about that. Or you make 48 and I make 45 and we do the same exact right. thing. And I've been here longer. That's something we can talk about, but if we can't go into the details, I think that's where it should stop at. Oh, well you have benefits and I don't, or you have dependents and I don't. I think that's where it can get murky it's at. Dangerous. But I think, yeah. it's, I think that is the part that the employer has to, an employer has to draw the line mm -hmm. in the sand and say, Hey, you can talk about it up to this point. Maybe. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's just my thinking on it. Well, let me poke one hole in that, Walt, though, mm -hmm. which is I agree with you on the, hey, listen, let's compare annualized salary and talk about that. The mm -hmm. problem is, and this is where it gets really murky, to borrow your expression, when we talk about mm -hmm. opportunities for overtime is one of those areas where we get that unconscious bias about who I ask to do overtime, whether it's the male or the female because she's got to go home and take care of her kids. He doesn't have to. He's got his wife to take care of him. That's complete unconscious bias, and that's wrong. And so a lot of organizations and a lot of people make most of their living on overtime because that's where the money hits. That's where the gravy is. Well, that's exactly where we see a lot of issue happen where – you know, people get chosen for overtime and that's where unconscious bias happens. So my advice to people is not only pay attention to your salary, because that's obviously the basis for how you get paid on an annualized basis or on a regular basis, but be careful about that overtime. And to Walt's point, it's probably not good to talk about the opportunities you've had because that could get you into trouble. But that might be where you talk to your manager and say, hey, listen, I'm not working the overtime that I know Walt's working and Walt's getting paid time and a half. In some cases, he's getting no holidays because you think that he doesn't have a family. He goes to his family for a holiday, so he could go.
but you're giving him that overtime and not me. And so that's causing me to not get the money that Walt's getting. That's that other area where it's under the radar. But if you ask people who are just, they're earning that paycheck and paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck, that overtime really matters. And I do think that's an area where people have to be very careful about how they ask, how they talk about it. And managers, you really need to do a better job of being able to understand who can, not just thinking who can, but knowing who can. Great point, sir. Thank you very much. But Walt, I think that goes back to your point about education, about the company needing to be able or needing to have a good education about how all that works and, and, and being able to set them up with success those managers and those employees for success, having the more mature conversation, having the right conversation. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. One of the things, and I'm not saying it verbatim, but one of the things that I've heard Brian say, and I agree with him is that the emphasis is on the uh, the education part is the emphasis is teaching the employee how to do the job. And Mm -hmm. some companies don't even do that well. But yeah. hey, here's a job description. This is what you do, but they don't teach them about their pay. Yes, you're right. And we all know that payroll, and again, uh, you guys love payroll. I'm not going to beat on payroll, but we know sometimes when people get their paycheck that it's not exactly obvious as to how and what is on there That's because right. whatever reason. Yep. And so there's no translation mechanism between the things that says in those descriptions and what I actually earned. Also, managers do a terrible job of being able to say, hey, listen, there's an extra bit of money in there because you did a great job this year for your bonus. And I really want to thank you for all the contributions you've made. A lot of times they see it in their pay stub and then they have the conversation with their boss. I'm like, that was nice. Why didn't you tell me what it's all for? So true. That's so true. And and that speaks a lot to that communication piece, how important it is. You just said it, manage don't do good enough job of prefacing that payment it's coming and it's your and we deal with that all the time with payroll and unfortunately because we're payroll we get those first line of yes. questioning right. right really it might should go to hr it might should go to your boss right. but hey it's my paycheck i'm asking my payroll person right oh so, what's this um, retro payment what's this yeah h-o-l-b-n <laughs> yes, what does exactly. this stuff mean oh right. well, your boss didn't talk to you about that that's right. And on the flip side of that, like what was saying, we I speak to my daughter's 20 years old and I'm speaking to her and her friends and it's, well, what's this Medi thing? And what's this? Yeah, they thought it was so there's so much opportunity there yeah. that we got and with pay transparency and with shows like this and HR data labs, we hope to fill those gaps of yeah. just education and just teaching folks. Yeah. But what we're doing, and you guys are getting an amazing audience, and I'm very proud of you guys, but it's really up to those companies and those managers because they're the first line of defense. They're the first, they're the people who, this is their resources. And I know it's tough being a manager. It's really tough. I've been a manager many times in my life. Manager again. You've got to do a good job of being able to protect your people and make sure your people understand everything that's happening. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well, anything else before we jump into this or that? No. Mm-mm. As we near the end of this episode, we'd like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. We love engaging with our audience and you'll be able to receive exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. 
Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going. So David, we got a, a, a game that we started to play with our guests. It's just a, just questions, some fun questions. This or that, you pick sure. one or the other. All right, I'll start a few off. Direct deposit or live checks? Oh, direct deposit. <laughs> Definitely. All in one pay solution or HCM or tech stack? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Old days would have been tech stack. Nowadays, all in one. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Hockey or football? You see my helmet right there? <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> A goalie, dude. Who's your nice. New York Rangers. Yes, sir. At that, I caught in the background. I see the NY Rangers. That's right. That's right. Excel or Google Sheets? Oh, Excel. Hands down. ADP or paychecks? <laughs> I got to go with the mothership, ADP. That's right. That's right. Walt, you want to finish it out? Yeah. Yes. All right. So I'll say the last four. Cash or crypto? Cash? Crypto. Uh, yeah, I know. Cash, definitely. Cash. Yeah. Movie theater or streaming? Streaming. Streaming. Okay. Mm. All right. Should payroll sit in finance or <laughs> <laughs> let's let finance out? <laughs> Wait. So this is a, a interesting end, right? Because we just learned about a stat that said that although the functionality, there's little change, right? It's the customer service that's impacted. When payroll sits under finance, the yeah, customer yeah. service totally great. is suffers. Yes. When it's right, I did that and it made sense, right? Because finance is very black and white. Right. The example they use, right? Exactly. Yes. And that that I thought was something that we need to pay attention to. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for playing that, David. We had My a pleasure. That you was guys awesome. Were awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Likewise, that was really man. great. Any last thoughts? David, what would you tell a new HR payroll person coming in? What kind of advice would you give somebody new? We need young people to get into payroll and HRIS. What sure. would you tell them? There is no better place in a company right now to be than in human resources and payroll. The company runs on their people. A company cannot exist without their people. And so often HR and payroll have been thought of as afterthoughts, cost centers, and um, a need to have. And too often it's overlooked. Uh, but nowadays people are understanding that HR is a great career choice because you can touch on every part of the business, you can impact every part of the business, you can get respect from every part of the business. Because if you're a professional, and you're learning, and you're trying to help the business out the way they need help, then there's no better place to be than the center of it all where the people are the most important resource, and that's HR and payroll. And I, I'd say, if you have a career choice to make, and you think that you don't have any good skills to bring, but you're a really good people person, you understand numbers, there's no place better than HR and payroll. That's awesome. Well said. Thank you. Thank you very much, David, for sharing your knowledge with us today, for joining us today. Man, we so appreciate it. It was an honor to have you. Love you guys. You guys are Love awesome. Love you too, man. Love Thank you man. for everything you do for the world of payroll and HR. You guys are awesome. That means a lot to us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Thanks, folks. We love you. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to It's About Payroll. 
until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.